You ready for the word? Hallelujah. Exciting, exciting uh, times. We have a couple more in the next service. We'll be praying. And Grace Lindsay's uh, moving to France. Bon, 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 what is it? How do you say hello? Bonjour. Bonjour. Yeah, bonjour. She's moved to uh, France. Kester's going to Hawaii. It's tough there on a mission for Jesus. And so we'll be praying uh, uh, for them in the uh, next service. But I want to just begin today just reading this from Luke chapter 2. It's called The Birth of Jesus in the subtitle, and it says, In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. And everyone, verse 3, and everyone went to his own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of of David. He went to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. Everybody say, oh, it's nice. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloth and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And we know that a uh, uh, from there, some heavenly hosts shone above and some shepherds were, uh, uh, were told about. And it goes on in verse 13, it says, Suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with an angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. Have you ever done a detox? Anyone done a detox? You've done a detox, Aaron? Come on, put your hand up if you're honest. Anybody here done a detox? I know there's some people here. I know you've done a detox. And a detox is one of those things when you, uh, um, you know, I, I don't know. It's just one of those things where you, you, you put time aside. I probably need to do it sometime. But uh, you put some time aside and you say, right, I'm going to get rid of all that bad stuff, uh, all that sad, bad stuff I've been consuming over the last uh, uh, little while. And some people do a water detox. Other people spend money on getting stuff to to uh, do the uh, uh, detox, but it's really about getting that bad stuff, getting the poisons, getting the, that type of stuff out of the body. You'll get rid of all the sad, bad junk that you've been consuming. With the Christmas season uh, now upon us, I'd like, if you don't mind, to do a little bit of an unconventional uh, Christmas uh, message, and I've called it Detox Christmas. Detox Christmas. Now, don't get me wrong. I love Christmas. I love Christmas. I, I need to clar clarify that right here at the beginning. I, I, I love Christmas. I, as a family, we love, we love Christmas. I mean, my wife is a Christmas uh, fanatic. She needs help. She needs that. I mean, she is a Christmas. She just loves Christmas. We love the lights. This, this year, we uh, uh, just, well, just actually a couple of, couple of days ago, we put up the, the Christmas tree, and I helped her with that because Lord knows if I don't, Jesus, no, I, 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 I helped her. I helped her with that, and we helped. We got all the twinkly lights up all over our balcony. So if you drive past at night on the road, you'll be able to see our house from a long, far, far. Aeroplanes can spot our house. 
If you're wondering, by the way, why we haven't lit up the church uh, this year, you can blame Osh for that. You can blame Osh because no longer can we do our natural safety thing as we did last year to the interns. Be careful as you get up on the roof, don't fall off. That was our safety thing. Now it's all more complicated. That's a whole nother message. But we can't do that anymore. But we, we love Christmas. If we, if we could light it, we'd light it. Yeah. I love Christmas. We love Christmas. We love Christmas carols. I love carols. I do. I, I, people say, oh, I don't like, no, I love carols. Long time ago in Bethlehem, so the Holy Bible said, come on, everybody. Mary's boy child, Jesus Christ, was born on Christmas Day. Look at the person nicely next to you. Hark now, hear the angels sing. A new king was born today. And man will live forevermore because of Christmas Day. I'm looking funny because there was one person looking at me like. You need a church? I apologize. I love carols, I love Christmas, so don't get me wrong, but there are some things that I think we need to avoid over the season. And that's why I wanna just take a moment of your time this morning and detox Christmas. Because you see, I read the Christmas story and when I read it, for me, there's something incredibly simple about the Christmas story. Uh, simple, there's something incredibly uncomplicated, unpretentious about it. When I think of the circumstances of Christ's death, there's something peaceful, something humble. And I, I know some of the mothers here would be going, have you ever had a baby? Are you kidding me? Peaceful. <laughs> but the biblical narrative, the, what, what is the, the picture that is given in, in the scriptures is, is that of a peaceful setting. We even sing songs like, like Silent Night. And, you know, it says, all is calm. All is bright. Round yon virgin, mother and child, holy infant, so tender and mild. Sleep and heavenly peace. Glory stream from heaven afar, heavenly host. Sing Hallelujah. Christ the Savior is born, silent night, holy night. Son of God loves pure light. Radiant beams from thy holy face with the dawn of redeeming grace. Jesus, Lord, at thy birth. There's something about that story. There's, there's no stress, there's no pressure, there's no angst, there's no anxiety, there's no worry, there's no fussing or fighting. It's peaceful, humble, God's perfect gift given or rather delivered to man, simple. Yet in our so-called busy modern lives, Christmas is seldom described. I mean, Neil just said it himself, didn't he? He just, he said, oh man, I've done it. I've got my shopping, I've got my... In our so-called busy modern society, Christmas is seldom described as peaceful. So many find it a time of immense pressure and, and stress and anxiety and, 
and worry, and it's so easy to lose the essence of what the season is all about. I saw a cartoon, if you can put that picture up for me, Gia, that first cartoon that the man's hanging out the sign saying happy holidays, and the guy there, he's like, man, I am sick. Come on. I am sick of all this political correctness. Can we just call it what it is? Can I hear an amen? And so the guy goes, sure, and he puts up this sign. Happy make your kids into greedy little materialistic consumption addicts day. (laughs) Wasn't quite what you were expecting. Uh, (laughs) Now, I know I might have shocked you at that, but that's what detox does. It it, it shocks you, and I I probably am going to shock you a few times through the course of, but, but here, here's the thing. When I shock you, understand, because I know my kids, when they went through their detox, they were, oh, we're going to detox. I know going through it, you know, Gia was like, I don't know if I'm going to get through it. But near the end, you feel better, you feel better. So I'm hoping by the end of this detox, it might be hard going through it, but at the end, you'll feel better. And if you don't, I'm sorry. It was not my intention. But I think every now and then, we've got to detox Christmas. It's important. And when it says this, when, it, when that sign says, happy make your kids into greedy little materialistic consumption addicts day, you might go, oh man. But can I tell you, as the pressure builds, as the pressure mounts, I can tell you, I've felt like that sometimes. And I bet you, if we're honest, there'll be other people who feel like that's what Christmas feel like as the pressure builds we've got to get the presents we've got to get the stuff we've got to get the things for many Christmas it does sort of feel like that why because as someone said there has been a hostile corporate takeover of Christmas ho 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 And we have a culture now that's give me, give me, give me. What am I getting for Christmas? I saw another cartoon and it was the baby Jesus in the manger and he was lying there having just been born and the three wise men come with their bearing gifts. And there was a little bubble above Jesus and Jesus, baby Jesus spoke and said, there better be an Xbox in one of those it says, if, if Jesus was born today, that's what it said. If Jesus was born, there better be an Xbox. Give me, give me, give me. And I'm just saying in the midst of all of that, it's time to detox Christmas. Because we need to understand that Christmas is not brought to us by Coca-Cola. Come on. Christmas is not brought to us by Coca-Cola. Jesus and Santa are not related. They're not first cousins. They're not connected. I'm sorry. Come on. (laughs) 
We're going to remember that the story of the stable is not a Christmas fable. Yeah, I made it up myself. <laughs> See, Christmas has, has gone from no room in the inn to no room in the mall car park. It's just chock-a-block. We haven't got. And it's time to detox Christmas. It's gone awfully quiet in this Presbyterian church right now. Come on. time to detox Christmas. I think it's time to, 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 to stop, to pause, to think, to silah, and ask the question, are we being sold a lie? The corporates say it's all about giving, but the reality is they, all they want you to do is spend, 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 buy, 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 and buy some more, and shop till you drop. I love this quote. This Christmas is the season when you buy this year's gifts with next year's money. Does that describe you right now? If it does, we need to number one, detox Christmas debt. We need to detox Christmas debt. If you're going into debt this Christmas, I want to ask you, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't buy into the lie. Honey, we've got a couple of Christmas cards in the mail. I'm so excited. MasterCard and Visa card. I'm so, we are so ready for Christmas. Come on. I know it's shocking. I'm trying to detox you. I, 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 I feel the pain. I feel the pain. Sometimes it, it, it takes a shock to, to, to wake us. Don't do it. You know, I read this week in New Zealand that personal loan in this country, every single man, woman, and child, if there are 4.5 million people in New Zealand, every single man, woman, and child has a personal debt of 3000 approaching $3,500. It's crazy. Don't be a person like that. Don't, don't, don't be a person who, 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 like that who wrote to Santa and said, Dear Santa, this year all I ask for is a big fat bank account and a slim body. Please don't mix it up like you did last year. <laughs> Come on. You just got that, eh, didn't you? Got a little bit. So okay. <laughs> Delayed laugh. If you don't have it, don't spend it. Don't put you. Don't buy the lie. Don't don't come under that. Don't come under that pressure. Now I, I know this might hurt, but it's gonna. I'd rather it hurt now than be hurting halfway through the year when you're trying to pay that uh, uh, card off or trying to uh, do that, and then you're hurting, and then you're crying, and then you're going, "I can't feed my kids. I can't do." Friend, I want to tell. I'm trying to help. I'm Pastor Adam. I love you. I'm trying to help you here today. I love you. Come on. If you don't have it, don't spend it. Don't give in to pressure. Don't give in to dumb debt. Don't do dumb debt. Don't buy the lie. Then what do we do, Pastor? What, do we, what can we do for Christmas? If you want to do something, I love what this quote said. They said, draw something, sew something, bake something, sing something, build something, make something, but buy nothing. Don't go into debt. 
The reason we do is because we need to, number two, detox Christmas consumerism. See, we live in a culture where, where Christmas consumerism and advertising bombards us every single day. Our culture is constantly talking to us about the next product we need to purchase, the next product we need to get, the next product we need to buy or obtain. I always remember that family photo was of, of an Indian family and they were sitting in their lounge and the son goes, he's excited with his iPad and the daughter was excited with her iPhone and the mother was excited with her iPod and the father's looking sad saying, I paid. <laughs> Come on. Our consumer culture has linked spending to every activity, including Christmas. So any time where, where people say, I want to do something new, there's some spending. Oh, I, I, I think I'm going to go for, for walks, so I need to get those new trainers because I've got to have new trainers. Come on, somebody. If, I, if I'm going for every activity is somehow connected to spending now. Spend, spend, spend. Christmas has become, what are we going to, about what are we going to get so-and-so, and what can we get this one, and what can we get that one, and man, is it mortifying, I know this has probably never happened to you, is it mortifying when suddenly on Christmas Day, some relatives that you weren't expecting turn up, and they get out of the car, and you spot with your eagle that they've got presents, but hearing on, you haven't brought them any presents, and suddenly it's like, depth calm one quick they come out they've got presents we never got anything quickly grab the presents that we didn't use that people gave us last year and you grab those you quickly wrap them they come in you give them to them only to realize they were the presents that they gave you last year and come on somebody this is how we live it's crazy Last year, New Zealanders spent $157 million just on Christmas Eve. 160 transactions per second. You know, back in the olden days, we used to shop when, because we needed something. We'd go, oh, I need some food. I need this. I'm going down to the shops to get the food. But now our, our culture has, has, has shopping is an end unto itself. Shopping is an activity now that you can do, hey, let's go shopping. Do we need anything? No, let's go shopping. <laughs> they even call it therapy now. Come on. Let's go for some retail therapy right now. I need some retail therapy. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm saving people a lot of money today. I'm just, I'm just not. I'm saving myself a lot. No, no, this is. <laughs> Catherine's like, that ship's already failed. Shopping has become in our culture a means to an end, its own activity. Just need some retail. I saw an image that captures the absurdity 
of this. If you can put that up. Yeah. The absurdity of it all. The absolute absurdity of it all. Don't buy the lie. This is not what Christmas is really about. We are called, especially as kingdom people, not to just flow with the culture. We're called to be counterculture. I guess in this detox, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, or I'm just trying to say, open your eyes a little, rather than just going one more year through the motions of, well, let's just do Christmas how we've seen it done on the TV and through advertising and on the movies. Maybe, maybe there's a different way to do it. It's just saying, stop, pause, sila, think. Someone said, speaking of consumerism and materialism at Christmas, they said this, our enormously productive economy demands that we make consumption our way of life, that we convert the buying and the use of goods into rituals, that we seek our spiritual satisfaction, our ego satisfaction in consumption. We need things consumed, burned up, replaced, and discarded at an ever-increasing rate. I'm Pastor Adam. I love you. I'm trying to help you. I don't know if this is true or, or not, but even so, I think there would be truth in it. I read somewhere that 99% of what's beneath the Christmas tree will be in a landfill within six months. I know that's kind of harsh, but I'm just trying to say, I'm trying to shock you and just say, don't buy by the lie. A man was seen holding a placard that read, and don't freak out at this, I, I, I am trying to Shock you, but there's some truth in this. So I'm not trying to upset anybody, but the man was holding a placard. He was standing on the street saying this, nothing says I love you like cheap crap made in China by slave labor sold by a company owned by billionaires benefiting from corporate welfare, paying slave wages to employees kept from enjoying Christmas with their own families. Maybe it's time for a rethink. What could we do to simplify Christmas, to, to make it less about product and more about relationship, less about presence and more about His presence? What could we, what could we do to make it less about product? Maybe we could do something different. Maybe we could channel our money to something different. Maybe think of our brothers and sisters in countries where they're being persecuted and maybe say, hey, kids, maybe the money we're gonna use for Christmas, why don't we give it and sow it into the voice of the martyrs to help with those Christians who are struggling? Maybe we could do something, maybe teach that Christmas is not about us. Maybe we need to rethink like the Grinch in the famous Dr. Seuss story who said, maybe Christmas doesn't come from a store. Maybe Christmas is perhaps just a little bit more. Henry David Thoreau said this, the way you spend Christmas is far more important 
and how much. The way you spend Christmas is far more important than how much. A wise person said, I think as you grow older, your Christmas lists get smaller and the things you really want for Christmas can't be bought. I think that's true. It's about relationship. It's about people. It's about remembering the reason for the season, remembering what Christ has done. Someone said the best of all gifts around any Christmas tree is the presence of a happy family all wrapped up in each other. Roy L. Smith said he who has not Christmas in his heart will never find it under a tree. Let's detox Christmas. Let's make it about his presence rather than presence. If I could say anything for people to take home, what, 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 what could we give someone this Christmas? What, what could we give someone then different this Christmas? Jesus said, and he told in Luke chapter 6, 37, he said, give and it shall be given to you. And of course, when Jesus talked about that, he wasn't talking about stuff. He wasn't talking about things. He wasn't saying when he said give and it shall be given to you. He wasn't saying if you go and buy stuff and you give it and then other people will come and give you stuff back. That's not what he was talking about in the context of that scripture. It starts in Luke chapter 6 verse 37 where Jesus said, do not judge and you will not be judged. Do not condemn and you will not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. Give and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. In the area of embracing understanding, not condemning but forgiving, Jesus says this is the gift you can give. Give grace. Give forgiveness. Are there are people here today that maybe have hurt and upset you. And you're holding on to stuff. Then the one thing you can give them, give them forgiveness. If someone rubbed you up the wrong way or spoken to you harshly, or we don't know why they ended up like that. We don't know what got them bitter, but what you can do is release grace. Maybe you're judging other people. Well, maybe it's time to just say, hey, I'm not gonna do that. I, I, I'm gonna keep a great heart. I'm gonna give grace. I'm gonna give mercy because I received mercy. I'm gonna give love because I received love. He first loved me. Yet while I was an enemy of God, Christ loved me. I'm gonna give hope. I'm gonna give my time, I'm gonna give, like we say, not just 
stuff to our kids, but I'm going to give my presence to my kids. I'm going to give them my time. Jesus says this, the measure you practice, the measure you practice, the generosity of forgiveness, the generosity of grace and mercy, it will be measured back to you. Can I have every head bowed and every eye closed in this auditorium? No one getting up, moving. Do you need grace today? Do you need forgiveness today? Do you need mercy today?